Okay, then I'll just get started um, with, we're in a series of A Weary World Rejoices. <clears throat> we celebrate Christmas this time of year. Each family has their own traditions of how they celebrate. Some people are so excited about celebrating Christmas that they start decorating November 1st, right after Halloween. <clears throat> Some homes are lit up so brightly with lights, it becomes an attraction for others to come and drive by. People plan and set out to find the presents for all their loved ones. Some people get so obsessed with getting the new gift for Christmas, that, that one special Christmas present that comes out every year. You know, some, some people get obsessed with making sure that they get it. <clears throat> and there's many movies made out that show the struggle of finding and getting that special Christmas gift. <clears throat> So whatever people do to celebrate Christmas, does it make them rejoice? For some people, is it more tension in their lives, more hassles with everything, or frustration building because the added Christmas festivities on top of an already busy schedule? I hope to explain how a weary world can rejoice during Christmas and hopefully forevermore through understanding who is Emmanuel. We're going to go into the passage in Matthew 1, 22 and 23. <clears throat> All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. All this took place to fulfill what? Refers to the conception of Jesus. In Matthew 1, 18 through 21, the Lord is talking about Jesus, or the baby Jesus, the baby Jesus took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, according to verse 22 there. <clears throat> it is important for us to understand the uh, events around this fulfillment. Let's look into what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. We need to find where else in the Bible these words are said. You know, the words in verse 23 of Matthew 1. Um, using a Bible word search, I found these words in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. As I read the verse, I need more information about why it's in Isaiah. Who spoke the words? Who, and who received the words. 
So I read the whole chapter 7 in Isaiah and got more understanding. Ahaz, king of Judah, was in fear of his life from attack from the two kings, uh, the kings of Assyria and the king of Israel. Isaiah, a prophet of God, was sent by God to comfort King Ahaz. First, Isaiah told Ahaz to ask God for a sign from God that he will be faithful, but he refuses. So the Lord will give you a sign through Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And answering some of the questions, who spoke these words? This is Isaiah, the prophet, who was sent by God for the, uh, the area of Judah. Isaiah was given these words by God to speak to Ahaz. So who received these words? King Ahaz was the recipient of those words. Why is it here in Isaiah? God wanted to comfort King Ahaz with, from his fear of being attacked by the kings of Syria and Israel. Within these words, there are many things being said. And telling of a son to be born in the future is letting King Ahaz know that God knows the future. God knows the future for King Ahaz. By giving the boy the name Emmanuel, which is meaning God with us, God is telling Ahaz that he is with him. Ahaz doesn't need to fear about the attack because God is with him. So looking back into the verses in Matthew again, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. The birth of Jesus took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken. It is important for us to understand what it is to fulfill something. Fulfill means to do what is required as a promise or a contract. This means that Isaiah 7.14, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, is a promise from the Lord God who spoke these words through the prophet Isaiah. To fulfill this promise, or to do what is required, is that a virgin needs to bear a son and give his name Emmanuel. How important it is for For these words to be spoken are to be fulfilled. 
the Lord spoke these words. And if they are not fulfilled, then he is a liar. God wanted Isaiah to say these words to Ahaz to remind him that God is with his people. God always trying to to remind his people. If you read through the Old Testament, God is always trying to remind the people that he's with them because we, as people, often forget and try to do things on our own. If God is a liar, then the entire Bible is not important. That defeats the whole purpose in trusting in God completely. Think about our own situations. If your child is in fear of something, you say words to them to comfort them. And you want those words to be taken in truth so your kids or your children can trust you. Plus, you always want this to be the truth about you, right? So all that God has spoken must be fulfilled to make him a trustworthy God. Now we're going to look into what was actually spoken and how and what is required to fulfill those words. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not what I was taught about where babies come from. <laughs> I was taught it takes the seed from a man and a woman to, to conceive a, a baby. What is there to do for this requirement of the promise? A virgin will have to conceive. But this is not how... God designed people back in Genesis. When he first created humans, this has never happened before where a virgin has conceived a baby. So this requirement takes God to do an extraordinary special thing to make this happen. God with us or God with Mary as a special miracle to conceive a child. So the words embarrass son. It's a boy! Gender reveal. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait a minute. Again? <laughs> this was happening before the time that people could tell what the gender of the baby was going to be. An unborn child was not able to be known the gender. So what is the requirement needed to fulfill this pr promise? The doctors in those days could not tell the woman about the gender of a child until they were born. And then the excited words are said, it's a boy! Or, it's a girl. 
who is all-knowing that could meet this requirement and fill, to fill the promise and let us know that it's going to be a boy? Ooh, 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 I know. It's God. So I want to look at Colossians 2, the second half of verse 2 into 3. The understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Here in Colossians, we are to understand and know that God has wisdom and knowledge. This same wisdom and knowledge are in the boy to be born to a virgin. God is the one who has the knowledge that a boy will be born. God's knowledge is what's required to fulfill that promise. Now looking at the words, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mary didn't get to pick the child's name. She could have picked Dwayne as her child's name. <laughs> the name Dwayne means dark skin. When I was given my name, I was told by my parents that they were trying to think of a name that started with the letter D. I have four other brothers. I, I'm the third one, and you know, so there's already two brothers before me that have the names with the letters D. So they needed to find another name that started with the letter D. One evening they were watching the news, and one of the reporters, his name was Dwayne Dow. They liked that name, and they liked how it was a different spelling. It's not the typical spelling of Dwayne. So they didn't tell me that they picked my name because of the meaning of the name. They just liked the name. Now, if you look at myself and my brothers, I did end up having to be the dark-skinned one. Well, enough about me. Let's talk about the name Emmanuel. It is to be given to the boy, and we are given the meaning of the name as well. God with us. Here the boy is to be given a special and specific name. This is a special requirement to fill the promise. This boy would need to be God with us. This boy will be both human as we are and God as he is. He is born from a human woman and had a hu body of a human and lived a life as we did as humans on earth. The boy would also be God as well. How are we to know 
that he is God. We're going to look at the words in John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh is explained in verses 1 through 3. So I'm going to go to John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So here, the word became flesh is being described as God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Who's, who's he referring to? He was in the beginning with God. That's referring to Jesus. And then verse 3, all things were made through him and with and without him was not anything made that was made. So those verses, those words will hear again in some of my other passages that I'll bring up. That Emmanuel was with God when the word uh, became flesh. These words also tell us, you know, from people that lived with Christ, with Emmanuel on the earth, who could only who could only be from the Father God. This son had glory, grace, and truth about him that no other human has had. Looking at verse uh, Colossians one, fifteen through twenty, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. These verses in Colossians explain that Jesus, or Emmanuel, is the image of the invisible God. He is God. All things were created through him and for him. 
God was pleased to dwell in him and through him reconcile himself to all things by the blood on the cross. Jesus' body was the image of God, and we know Jesus was on the cross and shed blood to reconcile us to God, for he is God. By these words, we should understand that this boy, Emmanuel, is God and is with us because he lived on earth. So now we've seen all the requirements to fulfill the promise spoken by the Lord Isaiah, or by, by the Lord through Isaiah. It is important for us to understand that these words are fulfilled to prove God is who he says he is and not a liar. For if the Lord said, for if the Lord had said these words and they were not true, he is a liar. As we look back in Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, it states that in him all things hold together. If God is a liar, all things could not be held together. Everything we know about the universe will fall apart and die. This is how important that God's words are fulfilled. Another aspect of Emmanuel that I want us to know and understand, God with us, has been from the beginning through today, and going forward into the future. In the book of Genesis, we, we read about God creating everything, which includes humans. You can continue reading the Bible to see God with us, humans, through the years. The Bible tells us of the future we have, or we can have, with God as well. Looking at John 1, 9 through 13, I hope to ex explain this. The true light, which, is, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This passage tells us about Jesus, who is Emmanuel, who came to the world. He fulfilled the promise of Emmanuel, God with us. 
He was at the beginning when the world was made through him. So a lot of these passages that I've been reading tell us that Emmanuel is God and created all things at the beginning. He, God and Jesus, was in the world. He came to his own by becoming a human on, on the earth. It was the humans that did not know him. Humans did not know that Jesus was God. More importantly, all who, who believe in him and God ha, have been given the right to become children of God. We can have the personal relationship with God of creation who has no end. Because he accepts us as his children, he gives us life that has no end as well. This is why a weary world rejoices. Coming to the coming to earth of Jesus, Emmanuel, who is God with us. We celebrate this time of year, the birth of Jesus, to remember that he is God with us. I hope you understand that Jesus was born here on earth, but he is God and was part of all creating things. Jesus wasn't first created when he was born on the earth. He has been since the beginning. And don't think that because he, he was not, or because he is not on the earth any longer, he is no longer with us. God, who is always with us since the beginning, and Jesus is a part of God, he is always with us. God has no beginning or an end. Jesus is that image of the invisible God and was with God at the beginning and has no end as well. God has reconciled us to himself by the blood on the cross to become children of God. Children of God have a relationship with him as long as God eternal being. We who have a relationship with God will have no end. If we accept this to be true, then we can rejoice. And if the world would accept this, a weary world will rejoice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you that you did come here to earth as, as Emmanuel and that you are with us 
at all times. Lord, I just thank you that uh, we have the opportunity to become children of God. That you've reconciled anyone who does believe in you to become children of God. Lord, I just uh, want to close this time praising you and that we can rejoice that you are with us. In your name, I pray. Amen. So at this time, we're going to...